Shopamaniacs, you are listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show. I'm Dave in the Shed. Rupert with me is Chris. Press publish hat, Coyer. Hey, Chris, how are you? I love that hat. It very much suits you and your ethos. Oh, thanks. I should, I, I, yeah, I Instagrammed it this morning. So if you want to see the hat, you're going to have to follow me there, people, <laughs> um, or something. Yeah, I, uh, I watched some YouTube video, uh, you know, was, you know, just mindless, not even a good one. It was just like some, some dude who was like taking a tram up to Alaska or not a, you know, like a boat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's like, this is what it's like. This is the sandwich that I ate, you know, just <laughs> dumb. But it's still like you're doing something cool. So I, I watched it kind of thing. And, and one of his like boys that came with him wore a press published shirt. And I was like, I Googled around to find it. And it, it's some newsletter or something about content creators. I subscribed for a little while. It was pretty well done, but it just ended up not really speaking to my nerdiness the way I needed it to, but this is their little logo. Yeah. Uh, press publish is such a cool little phrase, especially for me. I've been pressing publish a lot. I realigned the blog a little bit. Ooh, I did see that. Let's get a, we're a little more block, a few more blocky grids. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Even I don't some know masonry. Did I see came that? Over did me. I see that? I wanted to use masonry. It has that look, um, where it's uneven grids, mm -hmm. but I couldn't, I didn't, you know, I looked in for a minute, like, should I use a David DeSandro thing? Should I just do grid template rose masonry and let it just work in Firefox? You know what I used? One line of CSS. Um, um, calls? Column like with 300 pixels. Ooh, okay. Calls. I used old yeah. school CSS columns. And then the one thing you got to do is then for each block inside, you got to say, break inside, avoid. So it doesn't yeah, like yeah, take yeah, a yeah, div yeah. And, and split it in half, which oh, it's more God. than happy to do. So the one problem with this is, yeah, you tell me first. Oh, we had so many problems. Trent figured out something a long time ago, like in the dark ages, but in... in I, I still forget what he figured. I think it was the break inside and void. And it just like... Oh man, you have like a list, right? Or two lists, like A and B, and then it's just gonna like chuck one li from the other list over to the anyway. It it like the algorithm it splits on is very bad by default, and and so you right. need that break avoid. Yeah, yeah, you need the break avoid. Uh, yeah, you you do because it's it tries to make two even width columns as mm -hmm. best as it, as it as it can. Uh, which is interesting. Very useful little feature. The the downside-ish is that um, as you tab through, it tabs from top to bottom first, and then it hops over. Mm -hmm. But I was like, how bad is that? Is that, like, a, somehow in my mind, that's bad. But I'm like, then I started doing it, and I'm like, why? Like, is it... Is it that horrible of a experience to go from top to bottom and then back up to the top? I, I don't know. Like it, I just was like, meh, this is fine for my little blog. I don't just don't care. See, I wouldn't I, I don't have the full answer. Um that's an accessibility issue. <laughs> Even yeah. though I am the maintainer of the accessibility project right now, I don't have the best answer. But I think I think it's when it's like goes all over and there's no Common flow is what I want to say. I mean, left to right is always the best, you know, like. Well, and top, if you had to down, read to right. and scroll down and then scroll back up to continue reading, that's bad. But that's not the case here. These little blocks fit onto one screen, you know? Yeah. Like if you were setting text in multiple columns and it exceeded the viewport height, that's bad. I, I think that's bad. Yeah. Because then you're like, 
you're getting thrown up to the top and you know right that would be a bit of just a, a browsing experience and i kind of liked the look of it yeah it's not dramatically different but uh but it's you know then when you got a new blog and maybe you're secretly hoping that people look at it i'm just like publish 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 <laughs> <laughs> and just every idea i have i just fart it out that's great you're doing good. I liked uh, your recent post. Cannonball is such a badass song. Uh, the <laughs> basically the uh, you you did a song exploder style blog post, which is new for you, and I love it. Uh, new uh, for the me a first bit. like eight seconds of <laughs> Cannonball by the Breeders. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Or it's actually like 42 seconds. I think it's how long the intro is. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah. they really do the, uh, mm, um, they do that for like a long time in the beginning of it. Yeah, it's so good. My gosh. Anyway, this uh, take those samples. Chris is going to put them up <laughs> and uh, yeah. mix up the whole song, you know? That's the yeah. drums. There. Here, I'll send. I'll send you a link, Dave. This is this is cool. Miranda worked for this place for a little while. It's called the Night Lab out of um, Northwestern University. Night Lab. Yeah, awesome. Let me be able to use the chat feature right here in Riverside FM. That's what we use people to to record. Do you know that? Um, oh yeah. First, you have to pick who you're talking to. That's funny. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, ooh, okay. Night Lab. All right. All right. Is this Night Foundation Night Lab? Is that? I think it's related. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. probably do it a little bit. But the night, one of the things that they did was make little JavaScript things that help in kind of like oh, journalism stuff. Yeah. And this is this isn't new out of the gate. But I know this other fellow, uh, Mr. Jermuska, that um, that works there. And when he saw my Cannonball post, I'm like, needs more sound site. So this is what it is, people. I feel like I, it's just worth linking up. I'll probably blog it too because I'm on a tear with blogging. But what it does is like, let's say right in the middle of a paragraph and then you say like, and then I went to Dave's house and everybody cheered. And then the word everybody cheered was like a button with a play. Mm -hmm. And right in the middle of the paragraph, you can listen to the sound. So it's like, it's like an anchor link, except Mm -hmm. for the anchor link when you click it plays sound. Yeah. With like a play bar. And it's so cool. And I'm like, you're right. That actually would have been kind of cool to do the cannonball thing as a, not that I regret how I did it, but like with inline audios. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. going to make an excuse to use this because it's so neat. Oh, and it like, it turns the text into a player too, sort of. Right. Ooh, right. Ooh, this is good. I like <laughs> no, this. It's really good. Isn't it? It's hard to mouth blog. So you'll have to see it. So we'll have to, to link it up. But. This would be good for like soundboardy crap in your blog post too. Not, I'm not like, anyway, yeah. uh, but just like, like you're just like F that noise. And then you're just like some dude raging or something, you know, or meme, you know, mm-hmm. TikTok audio blips or, uh, whatever the, uh, Roblox oof sound. Oof. You know, like that would be good. Like, oof, a good oof. Yeah. 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 Cause it could, I think having it mostly be like progressive enhancement jokes would be the, funny is the way to go here. Well, what yeah. was the, uh, well, so not to jump into this too heavily, but there was a little bit of, uh, Taylor Hunt, is that right? I wrote that post about React being slow or whatever. Uh, um, I bookmarked it, but I haven't, I haven't quite read it yet. He's done really in depth work in the past on on um 
performance too. I think he's written about streaming and um, some. So he's a he's one of those great writers that once in a while just drops a real banger. That's not. It feels like it's outside the realm of normal tech drama because of how like well researched and grounded it is in an actual <laughs> thing that he actually did. It's not just like signals are cool. It's like here's like an extreme amount of data that feels like it's not an opinion there's so much data. <laughs> yeah, it's it's well researched, I guess would be the is that the sensation I'm feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Um, did you read the whole thing? I think I want to say I did because I I went on a bit of a reading bender uh, last night. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find it because I've lost the. It's on Medium, some or something. Dev to dev dot two, which is Medium for developers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I forget where it is. Anyway, uh, uh, but one thing he said in there that was very interesting. He dug up a quote from. I'm going to pull this back to the sound effects. He dug up a quote from like React and the the developers that made it that was like, oh, yeah, we made this, but it's and it's slow, but it's cool. So we're going to ship it anyway. We have no idea. Somebody else will make it fast, you know, and like that would be a great poise for the oof. Just like, yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be a great, great point. But um, yeah, I saw I saw Zach latched onto that too. That's the kind of thing that trips his trigger, I think, a little bit when, you know, it's from 2015. It was like a long time ago, right? Not that that makes it excusable or anything, but it was this little moment where somebody was influentially involved with React was like, who cares if it's slow? It's awesome. You know, when the mark, this is where I feel like it's a little disingenuous and maybe hits the hot drama territory, is the marketing was. Dom is slow. VDOM is fast, which may have been true at the time. I don't know. But like, or they maybe cooked up a test to make it that way. But then like you hear like the behind the scenes is, yeah, this is super slow. (laughs) But like, anyway, and then like I get gaslit for a decade. That's mostly what I'm concerned about is. (laughs) <laughs> I say it's slow. And then I said, why are you a dinosaur, you old dumb dinosaur? And it's like, well, I just felt like it was not that great. It was, anyway. Anyway, it was a, it was, I hadn't seen that quote and, uh, or surfaced it. So it was, it's very interesting that it, um, uh, came across anyway, back to sound effects. I think put a sound effect in your website. <laughs> I'm on team sound effects. So didn't it seem it used to be a, a hardcore no no? I feel like to have any sound at all on a website. I was like, don't do that. You could be you could be at a coffee shop and all of a sudden your laptop's making noise or something. It was mm-hmm. okay, you know. Even like don't have autoplay video. I, that might that one might still be true. Still I be think true that's to some still degree. true. Yeah, yeah. But these days, it feels like if if a website adds a little sound to it or something, people are like, "Ooh, nice touch." Yeah. Not like yeah. not the waggle finger is gone somehow. Yeah. If you add a little bloop bloop or something like that, you know, people right. are just like, "Jeez, Ooh. wow, what a fancy website! Is this a million dollars? Did this cost a million dollars?" <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Sounds expensive is your favorite phrase. Sounds right? expensive. Feels expensive, yeah. Just, I mean, like you just want to make it make it look expensive, you know. And, uh, you know, that's why we buy the Macintoshes that go ta da when you do something, and not the PCs that go oof. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Ah, that's good stuff. Do you have some more mouth blogging? Do is there more to say about? Well, kind of. Um, uh, it's. Uh, in, uh, I've been thinking a lot about so Luro psh, launch. Yay, hooray! I've uh, been working on this like feature for uh, accessibility uh, and performance test because we like run lighthouse on your side every week right and then we're like give you the score like 89 you know and then we're like go figure it out and so (laughs) it would be better if we told you what why that 89 is 89 right Um, right and so we're gonna do this like enhanced reporting thing and i just was working on it you know but it got me thinking like as good i'm very bullish on automated tests for accessibility like I, i i just I don't want to live in a world where we don't have them, you know, like, like I need a computer. They also to, seem so easy. Like, dude, everybody and their sister is running GitHub actions and build processes. And we're just automating the crap out of absolutely everything in the world. And the automation for accessibility stuff is just as easy as any of all that. It's yeah. just as easy as compiling TypeScript is. Yeah. So just like point it at the thing. Test it. You know, you can test on the micro. You can do the uh, Melanie Sumner thing, move it, shift left, and do, like, move it into your your dev processes, your just tests. You can... What did she call it? What it was uh, called? Continuous uh, accessibility. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, million-dollar idea here. And then, um, so you you shift it left, like put it in your build tools. You, you put it on your CI CD or whatever, and then you buy Luro and put it, I analyze your whole site as it's live, you know, yeah. um, everyone knows that's the steps, but, um, the, uh, but yeah. So like, um, what's interesting about it though, you know, there's this idea that it can, automated tests can only cover about, uh, 20% of the WCAG, specification so oh, like, is that what they're saying but isn't it some higher percentage of actual problems on websites yeah so it's like 13 of i want to say 48 success criteria or something like that okay. um, yep. which actually comes out to 27 so uh anyway um so there's only a certain amount but that deq came out and said like that's representative of about 54 percent of your problems right 54 percent is good um, and then like, to me, that means like you're more accessible than not accessible. Um, <laughs> so that's good. If you knock those out, um, it means like your company has like a, some awareness, some objectivity that you're measuring against, like that's good for just maturity models and muscle building for like accessibility issues. And then like the final thing is like it. It means like if you knock out all the low hanging fruit and then you do an accessibility audit, well, that can be more targeted, more fruitful, like cover bigger issues than like, you know, link color wrong, you know? So like you don't want to spend your life, I don't know, you don't want to pay somebody a thousand dollars an hour or whatever an accessibility consultant makes. I hope it's that much, but I don't know, but a hundred dollars an hour, let's say lawyer costs, right? You don't want to pay somebody a hundred dollars an hour to tell you your link colors are wrong. So that's a business expense. <laughs> like, so hire a machine to do that for you for almost for free, you know, or whatever little charges per month. And then, so anyway, I'm bullish, but it got me thinking like, you have to be candid about what it doesn't do. And while I could tell you the success criteria, it doesn't do, I don't think in success criteria terms. So I just kind of was like drumming up ideas of like, what, what things 
doesn't it does it not do? And so I came up with a list, and I can give you this oh, list. Are oh, you ready? Oh, oh gosh, this is going to be good. Yep. I, I think this is why you hired the Dave Rupert. You know, this is why you bring bring me on the podcast. Uh, so one thing like an automated test is not going to do is focus states, right? Nope. Yep. Like it can't tab through your site. Um, and that seems like a big one, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big one. But that said, uh, Microsoft's accessibility insights does tab through your site to show you like tab order, you know? Oh. So in theory, it's possible. <laughs> so, um, and it could be scriptable. Um, and then like, maybe like you just, diff the styles between focus and blur, you know, and, and try to figure out like, Oh, did the, did anything besides color change on this thing? Yes or no. Okay, cool. So maybe it's possible. And that's going to be a theme is I think maybe some of these are possible captions and transcripts. Like, like, it's not going to watch your video, you know, (laughs) like the automated test isn't going to like watch your YouTube. Uh, but if you use the video element with the track element that points to a VTT that exists, like so just chances, those two things. Yeah. Just those I two see. things mean you're, you're probably in a, you can't guarantee the captions, but you can at least like say like it is set up correctly for tr- captions, you know, pop over like stuff. Like you click something, something shows up, you know, that's not like the, the accessibility tester is not going to go, uh, click everything on your site. It wouldn't do that. Uh, but so it can't like guarantee, like, did you flip the ARIA attributes, ARIA expanded, ARIA, you know, whatever hidden false. It's not going to do that. But if you use something like the new HTML popover and popover target, uh, you know, it might be more testable, right? Um, right. Right. And it might be even hidden, right. Would be easier to test than like Dom that you're chucking on and off the page, you know? Okay. Well, I just not to disrupt your list, but there is a there's testability like like it runs in CI testability. Yeah, yeah. And then there's then there's a, there's automation that is like slightly more automated, but that'll never run in CI. I just remember this when you know DQ has these things that run in the dev tools that says like, hey, if you tell me where the button is that opens a modal, I'll test the modal for you. Yeah. So yeah. you can't run it in CI, but it, it, it'll run in dev tools where it'll open the modal. It'll test that the escape key works. It'll escape. It'll test that focus trap works and stuff. But you have to like tell it a little stuff and it needs to have a like a client to, to run in. So it's like it's a little bit automatable, but it'll never run in CI. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and the, those guided tests are cool because they, I think DeQ says they'll bring you up to 80% compliant to WCAG or whatever. Like, like they'll get you closer to the a finish lot line there. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, and then like beyond that, I think you're mostly dealing with like triple a sort of issues. Um, if I remember correctly, but, um, but yeah, so anyway, you have like, uh, just, I don't know. This is like, just been like my like, uh, list here, but like date pickers, right. I had this, uh, thing where my, uh, friend was like, Hey, is my website accessible? You know? And I was like, Oh no, uh, send it to me. And we ran lighthouse together. Uh, he was driving his computer and it like scored like a 98. It just had like a button without a label or something like that. That's easy to fix. But, but then I was like looking at the page and it was a bunch of like type aheads and auto completes and date pickers. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> you're going to have a tough time on this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it can't, an automated test can't tell you that stuff. However, 
Okay. If you use like input date time or an input with a list pointed to data list and God, if God answers prayers, those would be styleable. Uh, that would be like uh, something we could test. You know, it's like, oh, you like typed ahead. You you have an input with a date list. That version of a type ahead uh, does work. You know, so mm. um, which is interesting. So it is interesting. Yeah, I, I got more. I got five more here. Modals and keyboard traps, same as popovers. Like it's not going to open your modals, right? Right. Um, unless you tell it to, right? Um, but uh, like, which makes modals in this weird, like it's non-testable code. So maybe you shouldn't even have them on your website, you know? But if you use dialogue, chances are that you broke dialogue is pretty low. So the predictability of how I see because you're getting, because the browser is going to do it correctly or whatever. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. Like it's going to open it. It's going to put move focus. It's going to like have a close uh, escape button closes it. That stuff should work. Right. Uh, tap targets doesn't know, uh, like there's a new rule about 44 by 44 pixel tap targets, which is kind of intensely Uh huge. And, Checkboxes don't fit into this. Oh, uh, I thought it was more like 24 or something. No? Yeah. Well, that's so L- Chrome's Lighthouse UX report does do this and they give you like a, I think it's like 24 pixels or something like that. Um, right. And, but so it's possible to do this. But anyway, that's uh, interesting. There was a good Nicole Sullivan post that I also bookmarked recently about this that was kind of tag teamed with Adrian, I think about touch targets and it's not just that they're 24 it's that they're 24 and they they don't butt up against each other or maybe they can butt up but they can't overlap yeah 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 they can't they can't or they if they do overlap do they are they (laughs) can you still like tap each one does that make sense like right like so yeah the example was star ratings and there's a one of the prongs of the little star wanks over into the into the other star tap area and that's not cool like and then even like play buttons on your whatchamacallit your video editor or what a video player like they shouldn't overlap and stuff like that so um mm-hmm. yeah she has a good post we'll link it up I, I i forgot i remembered that she wrote that i read that but i forgot about it uh um, never forget save all links forever all links um write a blog post immediately press publish uh, <laughs> like um, an accessibility tester right can't do 200 to 400 percent zoom like it's not going to do that uh oh but you know if you use fluid type and css it probably is fine it's probably going to work so like maybe there's well, like careful there right because i've how many the, i'm glad that the world jumped on this but the fluid type can mean just use viewport units mm-hmm. which is not good so for a lot a lot of uh you know i feel like people get jumped on this enough early on that it's pretty much nipped in the bud i don't see a lot of examples out there that just do that but they're always like use a calc and use something like a rem or a rem in the calculation that yeah. holds for container units as well i think you know mm-hmm. like it has to have some factor that way if you change your preference that that's fa- even though it's fluid to the page or the container it's some user preference is applying to. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would just be, I feel like though, like if you could detect like hard coded wits, you know, you'd be like, Hey, this probably has a problem, you know, like, like it's usually stuff like that, you know? Um, 
But yeah, or like, you know, does a font size, could it theoretically, if it's viewport based, you know, font sizes, I don't know, could you chuck a small number at it and a large number at it and just see if it still works, you know? Um, seems like it's scannable. It's sort of what I was thinking, but I don't, but not obviously no guarantees, right? So, um, and then the last two I had were like cognitive failures. Like if you have bad UX, like a button on the bottom of the page that opens something on the top of the page. Mm, nothing's going to catch that. Yeah. No one's going to know about that. Unless like we had ARIA controls or something like that to detect like, Hey, this actually shoots up. And I think popover will make this a lot better too. Like just mm. the idea, like, Hey, this can like actually, uh, relate to an element, you know, or whatever and anchor it correctly. Uh, yeah. That's but. the anchor positioning thing, which is, separate but related yeah because i think popover weirdly just puts it in the middle unless you deal with it yeah isn't that weird yeah yeah i think it does or relative last i looked at it it was just centered it looked just like a dialogue did and i was like oh that's weird but i I guess i kind of get it if you have to pick a default but of course you can control it in CSS. That isn't that nice, you know? Like when view transitions is dropping, it's like it just does some nice defaults, but you can control it in CSS. Yeah. That's it? great. It's great. It's really nice. Um, and the last one is successful task completion. I, I'll, I've talked to spoke at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired with some kids and mm-hmm. asked them about their problems. And, you know, blind people are super resilient to all the shit we put on websites. But like one thing that was frustrating to them or they expressed to me was when they get real far into a process and then And it, then you can't do it. Then oh. you can't do it. Almost like when you're like trying to book a flight and then like it doesn't accept your credit card or something, you know, like you ever have that experience where it's just like you can't complete the task you just spent 30 minutes doing or something. Um, this happens to them every day, like ordering pizza and stuff like that, that you know, sucks, right? Like it looked like, Oh, I wonder if you build up some kind of intuition for it or something. Um, not that that's acceptable in a, in a way, but you know, you just get a sniff test. Like, oh, I know this, I know this thing's going to suck at the end. Yeah. Well, and that's just it, right. It's like how I think, you know, no, we automate or we analyze pages page by page, you know? And so maybe like a Jerry McGovern top tasks methodology is sort of the better idea, you know, like, yeah. like they have to check out, they have to, you know, sign up for an account, you know, like, like that's the top task for this website or like his example is always like search whatever the NIH for <laughs> uh, what is this thing growing on my arm? You know, like they, they like, that's like, you need a good answer. It can't just say you are going to die every time, you know? Yeah. And so like, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything that fixes that. Although if you stand up some automated tests next to each other, you might get a better idea of, the likelihood they finish a task, you know, like they don't. I right. think there's some relationship there. If you've done the work to do automated testing, that you're probably the kind of person who's willing to do a little more work. Right. Right. Well, and like, if you have like green lights, like, cool. Now I know if I take the time and I know that that's managed, like, I know, like if I take the time to like fix a structural problem or something, it like, it'll probably stay fixed, you know, like, that's, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, so it's just kind of a, anyway, 
it's interesting. So uh, there was a there's a just to extend the story that there's a there's a um I, I first of all you've got kids you know the, the, there's like an innate human desire to want to do it yourself right like I do, no don't do it for me you know mm-hmm, like I, mm-hmm. I want to do it right and, you know and I do uh, it that's uh, what yeah, my and, kids and, and, uh, <laughs> oh I do it I do it. Yeah. That's good too. And I'm not trying to draw a connection between, you know, somebody that needs assistive devices and, and, and toddlers or anything here. But the, but there was a Carl Smith story. I remember what he told one time where he also went in and worked with a school for the blind kind of thing, but they were in high school and they, they wanted to apply for college. And it reminded me of this task completion thing where they would start to apply for college. And then it all boiled down to just form uh, input label pairs that they got really far in the process. And then I got to this required field that it was like input, input or something. And they're like, yeah. what do you want? What do you want here? I'm like 90% of the way to applying myself for college. And I can't, I have to, I have to have somebody come over here and tell me what this stupid input field wants that they, no, no, they didn't tell me what they want. Unbelievable. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, and I mean it's not, and and that's I mean it's it's like the PHP white screen if you could think of it that way, you know, like if somebody's using a Braille reader and it just says input, 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 you'd just be like, what the crap? You know, they may not even have a screen to like bring somebody over in a coffee shop and say like, hey, can you come on and help me apply for college? Because it's this is actually in Braille, <laughs> you know, like that might not even you know, so like it just stinks, like. Uh, how we let people down, you know? And so I just wish there was a, 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 I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I wish Jerry McGovern's top task was just like encoded for everybody. You know, I just, just cause it's such a, like a, you know, I get, I don't have a good Scottish accent, but it's just like, make sure they can check out or whatever, dude, you know, just like, they just have to do that. And um, anyway, and that's for everybody. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine not being able to apply for college and how that would change your life, like the trajectory of your life, literally? Just because you couldn't apply for college, yeah. Because you might just be like, you know what? This is. It's almost like a smell test for what your experience is going to be in the future. You mm-hmm. know, like if if this is so hard on before even day one, what do you think day two and day eight is going to be like? Well, and like a university too tends to be more accessible than your average website. So bad news, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm mm. no, like I'm not, I, uh, there's been some accessibility shaming going around. I don't know if you caught wind of that over in the uh, Vercel. Uh, there was, they launched this little t- AI tool, which on the surface, very innovative. It You type in, you know, I want a website with a butt that farts on it or whatever. And it'll be like, I'll make you that out of React components and Tailwind. I was mm-hmm. so, I was so, I was like, of course it's Tailwind on here. Just yeah. to make sure the drama is at full peak. Of course, the only styling that happens is freaking Tailwind. Yeah. Um, so, but it, but, but it does tend to create, I mean, you wouldn't do a butt with farts. You'd say, you'd just, you'd say, give me a I photo in our face. Yeah. <laughs> That's my good website. Yeah. Yeah. That's my code pen portfolio. Make a but. image gallery or make a login form for me with a rainbow behind it or something, and it would and it, and it, it tends to do that. And then it doesn't it doesn't do like the world's greatest job, but it do, it makes something you know, and that's that looks like a little modern. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, thank you. Maybe maybe I'll grab that code and 
and and squoosh it up. And of course, but there was some, there's a little bit of talk, perhaps from, was it even from Guillermo? It's like, this yeah. is production ready code, baby. Yeah. And that was the pushback was, no, it isn't. You know, not only, it's not in any, on any level is it production ready, but it's especially not production ready when it comes to accessibility. Because there is, for example, problems with label input pairs, which yep. uh, makes people not apply for college, yep. which is kind of bad, you know? Uh, anyway, so so the accessibility communities, uh, you know, there's always so many sides to a story, but they, they, there shouldn't be. They said, there's problems with the accessibility. They shouldn't have to say, sir, please, there's some accessibility problems. Hey, sh- you know, uh, you shouldn't have to be... pile of billions of dollars. Could you please... <laughs> Please, sir, <laughs> would you make this accessible? You know, you sh- they should just be able to like, you know, F you, this is, this is messed up, fix it. But you can't, you know, like, of course, yeah. this is a society and you have to be nice and whatever. And generally we're nice about it. And then got the, got the smackdown. Like, what does that crap matter? That crap don't matter. Y- you know, I, I don't know. It, it looked bad. You know, the, the, the attacks at somebody trying to point out an accessibility problem was, was, was always unbelievable and not handled well. I I think like I said the word accessibility shaming and, and I don't, but like, I, I just mean it in the, like, like somebody pointed out that it was inaccessible and then it brought a whole bunch of ableism from the, I guess, Vercel community at, uh, these accessibility advocates who are like, you can't, you can't call this production great. It doesn't even pass like a automated test, you know, like, like it's just very low hanging fruit, you know, even without that, it's like almost like there should be a warning or something. Yeah. Like, Hey, warning, this is definitely not production. Great code. You have to fix this, you know, Um, because for every one who person who understands it's not production grade code, there is are a hundred people who are just copy pasting it to production right now, you know, like immediately. Cause like, if you don't know how to QA it, you don't QA it, you know? So that's, yeah. Anyway. So that's frustrating, but, but the, the gross thing was all the ableism that came out and people were just like, do blind people even matter? You know? And you're just like, Oh my God, dude, like you, you have to like, like this conversation just got, it just got pushed back. 10 years, it feels like. Like, oh, that's a hundred years, thousands of years. <laughs> like, like, just like we're awful. back at do blind people matter? That's, wh- that's where we got to here. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. It wow. Was, I thought we were past that one. Yeah. It felt like we had uh, sailed past that one a century ago. <laughs> but, geesh. Geesh. I have a, just to, just to show off a little bit. You know, I, I, Maybe I shouldn't, but I, I kind of am. But I have a I have a call later today, just in an hour from now, with somebody who 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 wrote in, which I won't share their name because you know that that I didn't ask ahead of time. But they were so generous, like insanely generous. To, to Codeman says, "Oh, I've 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 been using some parts of your app, and and I'm blind, and I use an accessibility device, and I want to show you what the problems are. Do you want to do a Zoom with me, and I'll just show you." Oh, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks. Like, that's the nicest thing ever. Sorry about the problems you're having with. I will freaking vow to fix them as soon as I have this call and know what they are. You know? Yeah, that's just so so cool. Like that, you, they shouldn't have to do that. 
you know, like I didn't ask for it because that's not cool, you know, like to, to be like, Dude, how about some free labor? What do you got for that? Right, right. I mean, it, that's just the thing is like, uh, hopefully it, it's hard to, uh, um, for me too, like somebody who's very much in this world to imagine every scenario that somebody might encounter, you know? Um, and so I, I think you do need to test with people and get real people feedback. And, and that's, um, but that can be hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are like tools like fable labs is like a, you know, you can hire almost like user testing.com. You can hire somebody who uses a screen reader to run through your site, you know, but, but that's yeah. as I would I would say as good as that is, it's not the same as like a developer who wants to use your site, but then and but doesn't have a good time. Like that's way more valuable, you know. Like that's just user feedback is is super valuable. I, I wrote about this, but just super valuable to small teams, especially. It's it's like if somebody tells you they have a problem and they can show me or repro or whatever. God, my appetite to fix that problem is through the roof, you know, I, I, I'll do whatever I can if it's possible, you know, uh, within my coding knowledge, you know, to try to fix it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Good list. Are you going to blog it? Is that a pre-blog? That is a pre-blog. I am going nice. to send that over, probably post it. I don't know. Maybe Monday sounds good, but maybe. I just, I don't know. I, I think like I'm very bullish on automated tests. I think like you should have them in place, which is why we built Luro. But like, I, I think like, I just think like you have to be very cognizant of what they can't do, you know? And so you have to be very, I don't know, very, but I, but I think the secret too is like, we need good HTML to help us do this. And so we can statically analyze our sites more, you know, tabs elements, you know, there's a new, um, thing in Safari for accordions. Did you see that? It's a stack of details and you use the name attribute. What? Did, yeah. New Safari 17 feature. So, no way. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, so you use name almost like a radio, <laughs> right? Like a group of radios. Yeah. Right. And, and so a stack of details with the same name will just kind of do an exclusive accordion. No like, flipping uh, way. Single panel accordion. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> That's amazing. What Isn't a good it? idea. I like, I, did you see that they shipped an HR within selects too? Oh, really? Yeah. And so you can go, opt, you know, select uh, as a group beautiful. of option, option, yeah. option, option, option. And then you could just chuck an HR in there. And beautiful. if you just want a line to separate yeah, some options, you I used do. to be able to do opt group. I mean, you can still do opt group, but opt groups you have to name and like the UI is a little different in there. Sometimes you're like, uh, could it be a line? And so many people just do like option you know, with dash, 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 dash as the value, <laughs> which is like, that's not good. Yeah. You should not do that. Yeah. And HR, what a clever idea. Why oh not? man, that gets me out of all kinds of jams. That's great. So I like the, how am I going to remember that? I'm going to write it down. Details with name. I need to check that out. That's rad. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's, it's sort of, I, you know, I, I wrote that post that was a response to, um, Adrian Roselli's details are not a insert thing here yeah. um, where he's like, they're not an accordion. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? <do> you, <laughs> it's the most accordion like thing I've ever seen in my whole life. You know, the, the whole idea in my post was um, there's sort of like one major issue. It's that like a summary, you can't put like a heading in a summary, like summary H4, more information or something like that, it's going to clobber the semantics of the heading, right? Like you can't have dual roles. 
Because of the summary element is a, it's a button a essentially. Button. Yeah, yeah. Summary or button. And so it's going to eat the H4. And so yep. like if you're browsing by headings, it doesn't show up. I think that is still the case. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, which it should always be the case. It's a freaking interactive element. I mean, but I think like the fact that this got through Open UI and stuff, and and like uh, assume it passed some accessibility standards and and review. Scott O'Hara's in there, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, but I I think like I'm not saying it's like guaranteed perfect but i i think like i will probably use this for accordions as well we have a few in luro i'm like now itching to like refactor you know because i'm just like oh well if that's the case i could just use the details with the same name you know how cool is that so saves a bunch of headaches i love it and they're like they're pretty stylable if you need them to be you know probably don't overdo it because there's some affordances you're getting for free there with the little arrow and stuff. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, all right. So so Safari 17, yeah, it's got some good stuff in it. Some popover stuff, which is popover good. Popover made it. Yeah. And it fixes some display contents, which is nice too. Um, I don't know if that's across all browsers or not, but I just used it the other day. Do you, you, know, what I, you know what I mean, display contents? Yeah, so like if, if you have a table and you say, uh, and like you're like, TR display contents or something to put it on a grid, it yeah. will wipe out the semantics of the table row. Like it just nukes it or, mm. you know, and there's mm. always been some like on and off with semantics. Oh, I and see, then I even see. Even if yeah. you were like TR display flex, Safari would nuke it. But I think all that is fixed in Safari 17. Oh, wow. Um, Rock and so roll. You, tables. You can, we can style tables now, baby. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's cool. I had I used it the other day, so it was it's on my blog too. So go go to chriscoyer.net. and then I'm going. I'm and then you in. see you see my photo in the upper left, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. where it says howdy below that has a little bio. Yep, yep, yep. I stole that from Robin Rendell, by the way. He had made that point. That's it's been made over the years, but it's uh, people tend to forget it, including me. Is that your homepage is your about page? I don't want to mm. click about. That is just say what you're about on the homepage, please. I still have an about page, but maybe I'll switch it up. I don't know. I'm not trying to shame anybody, but I, it took the point, especially because mine was like two paragraphs. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. Right. So, But when you make the page smaller, then what I wanted to do is not make my image a full width thing on mm-hmm. mobile. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't need to see my face 100% wide, even on 300 pixels wide. Like that's yeah, not necessary. Definitely. So I right. make myself pretty small and then I go side by side with with that, the, the, the howdy box. Okay, but only yeah. those two. So anything else I put in that sidebar will just stack. But those two are left and right. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do you do that? You know? So I was like, okay, at the break point where that, that column becomes sing- the, the, the one main column, mm-hmm. I need a left and right situation for just those two boxes only. So there's one way you could do that and just be like, okay, well make that column display grid and make it have two columns and then just, you know, image on the left, that one on the right. And then all the rest of the bombs will span the width of both of those two columns for the rest of the way down. But that's not how I did it. I said, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wrap those two divs only in a a class I just called like mobile grid. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that mobile grid will, will use display grid to give me the two things that I want. And then, and then maybe on the larger breakpoint, I'll just like make that grid one column or something. But I didn't do that either. I said, 
and rather than rearranging the grid, I said at the larger breakpoint, take that div, that mobile mobile grid, and just display contents it. Just like pretend it's not Ooh. even there. Because that's Ooh. what display content does is it says, just ignore me. Just like I don't just pretend that that DOM element just doesn't exist. And everything that's a child of it just gets booted up one level in the DOM. That's cool. Yeah. So it's like an optional grid basically you're like yeah like the grid kicks in at a breakpoint and then at uh, when it's not that breakpoint it's just gone it's just like it's like not even in the dumb and now oh that's cool but i worry a little bit because then i you know i did that and then like the next day the release notes for safari 17 came out and it's like fixed accessibility problems with display contents i'm like oh yeah that's right <laughs> so did i <laughs> yeah. like is anybody who's not on safari 17 though did i dink up some semantics within that thing like probably, I don't know what semantics you had dinked up. I, I would imagine a link still works, you know, or like still announces. And there's like, nothing interactive in there other than links. So, um, but I imagine, but I'm sure there's others. I'm trying to think of like what could have got doinked up, but um, usually it's like list stuff. Usually gets brutal, you know, like yeah. list item announcements and stuff like that. Like if I think if you the quintessential example is if you put display contents on a UL, which is something you'd kind of want to do to like make it participate in the parent grid. You know, yeah, exactly. The LIs you want to participate yeah. in the parent grid. Yeah, yeah, you want the LIs to be in the parent grid. That UL is really a functional wrapper, right? Like you you. Put that on there. Yeah, but if you dunk that off with the display contents, that I remember that one. That one was broken. Yeah, and so I think that is what got fixed. I'm I'm thinking based on like uh, this accessibility issues thing. So yeah, so ensuring elements with aria roles grid tree grid table row grid cell cell column header tree tree item are properly exposed. So I guess it didn't say list item, but let's just assume. It is true. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. I think I'm going to cite uh, Hide's blog here uh, that outlines some problems, as well as um, uh, Eric's uh, Eric Bailey's display contents considered harmful. So that'll yeah. I, I think I I don't want to seem like I don't care. I do care. I just don't think that w the way I'm using it here is one of the ways that causes harm. So yeah, there we go. Um, all right. So did you see Andy? Total no credit to his absolute call out on Shop Talk Show for his modern reset. Days later, published a updated. Yeah. CSS reset. So we publicly shamed him into mm. updating his reset. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm he saying. was just trying to get us back by invalidating everything we said on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I see the smooth scrolling is gone. Um, yeah, it looks did, better. Does anyone uh, did did uh, any of our advice here get uh, get heated? Changed? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. The Oh, let's see. He's uh, ch -ch -ch -ch. yeah. Some and then some newish stuff like the text wrap balance on the headers. I see, mm -hmm. and he's taken a strong stand against H five and H sixes, though those are still still does not, not even acknowledge their existence. Wow. I don't believe I've used an H six to be fair. Uh, it, the CSS trick stays on a really massive, massive post. And because for weird legacy reasons, they started at H three, but occasionally get to an H five. 
uh, but never H6. That's really, that's deep. I remember there's some early Paravel sites that had like H7 and H9s. Um, I don't know how we got there. Yeah, those which <laughs> but, are not, that's not, it's not H integer people. Like yeah. it actually does stop at H6 as Caps, far as HTML is Caps concerned. Caps six. I also would argue we need an H0. Uh, this is <laughs> con- like a H hidden, negative one. hidden element. Uh, oh, uh, really? Yeah, well, I can see that. That's me. I do struggle sometimes. Like in a document, it always makes perfect sense to me. But then as soon as you're in like an app, and I know I, I know there's no distinction, but imagine like a, a, a you know, a, a code pen like thing where there's widgets and like, or a dashboard or something where there's just crap all over the place. <laughs> what? You're like, okay, I'm in a little widget thing that I don't even know where is used exactly. I definitely not going to go H1, but like, should I go H2? Or am I in like H3 territory now? Like what do I, if I'm in the footer and I want to have a, a, a row labeled links and then put some links below it, what's going on in the footer? Are we calling that H3? You know, like I hate yeah. that. <laughs> I, I would wonder what somebody would say. Uh, not like uh, you should ask this uh, person you're talking with, um, but like, <laughs> I just like, like you're, so I'm looking at like the pen editor, right? Like would HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, would those need to be, you know, like, would would it benefit the site if those were your powered drag handle, if those were H's? And you have them as H's. So that's actually interesting. Yeah, because you need, I want them as H's because I want them to be... Um you know, like na- navigational landmarks or whatever. And they're H2s because I feel like that's, the, other than the title of the pen. That's what's most important. Which I feel like deserves its thing. I, I think so, yeah. And then you have like the footer. I wonder if that would benefit from, you know, a hidden one that says like controls or something. But I don't, mm, you know, I don't know. I'd wonder what somebody, again, it's like, I don't want to make crap up. I want people to tell me what would be good, Yeah, you know. Our no. hardest one forever and ever is the fact that the tab key is meaningful when you're in an editor. Oof, yeah. So as soon as you're in there, it is trapped tab. So you need to know how to get out of there. And yeah. there's a number of ways. So escape works, mm-hmm. which I feel like that's probably the first go-to. Um, and then there's a hidden link that allows you to jump past it. So like okay. you can focus on that and then jump past it, especially in our embeds. Oh, yeah. And then the fact that there's keyboard commands to jump between the editors. So if you're trapped in HTML, but your goal is to get to CSS, there's a keyboard command to get you there. But you'd have to know that or find it in one of our pop-up modal things that tells you about it. So a little tricky, but I don't. I just don't see any other way. Yeah. It's never been clear to me in 10 years of working on this thing that that's it. Like how do you... Yeah, when you're in a tech like a a full rich text editor what's the expectation yeah i don't i don't have a good answer you know i've even did you see vitaly's uh vitaly's cool gosh i don't know <laughs> you know how you meet people over the course of your career and you you're just like that person's cool like you know like i've i've been having those moments lately you know um but yeah. smashing magazine kind of got all the good qualities of like of like stereotypical Russianness, I think, where he's just he's large and uh, boisterous and 
got, you know, like, like virtual cojones. Yeah. Know? Just like, or even like, like confrontational skills I don't have. Like, why would you think like this, you know, or whatever? You're like, right, just like, right, you're right. like oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, but he has a good like accessibility uh, course now, or, or it's like basically like UX, like, the, like how to do UX basically. Um, and anyway, it, it's a, it's a very cool, I want, gosh, I was on my computer for like 10 weeks. Oh, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> is it success at scale? Is that the name? Of it? No, that's not. It is. A, it's not, uh, it might even be a subdomain, right? Of, I think it's a subdomain of smashingmagazine.com. And it, but it reads kind of like a blog post, so I don't get it. Maybe it's like because it's going to be a paid course at some point or something. I don't know. I really want maybe to find you, it. Maybe you wanted to use Astro. Well, there's a paid <laughs> course. Yeah, he wanted to use Astro. Everyone <laughs> is everyone doing that? Am I the only one not doing that? Astro's yeah. the best, Dave. Get on Just it. like spinning up, making stuff up so you don't. Like <laughs> You're just making up. A little task, so you don't. I bet know. I can find it. Usually, if it's a good enough link, I just go to Jeremy's website. I'm like, he probably linked it up, right? <laughs> That's funny, um, <laughs> because I have definitely done that. Um, <laughs> I got it. It's smart dash. I like the dashes too, and it's not a subdomain. It's smart dash interface dash design dash patterns. Okay. Smart dash interface dash design dot patterns. He's really embracing the hyphen, which is like, wow, very that's a lot of hyphens. That was I, free. I think once you get past three, they just give it to you. <laughs> it's 99 cent domains. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. Anyway, it, he has a really, it, it's a, so it's an upcoming video course. Uh, and, um, uh, and it's, it's like little 20 minute videos that show you how to like the hamburger UX, like how do you code a freaking hamburger menu, you know, like accessibly and stuff like that. So I may, I like, I might buy this just cause I'm just like, God, I, I just want like, when I, when I'm thinking about it, I want to know where it is. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to know I have an answer, you know? So, yeah, that's um, cool. but, but one thing he did here was like, he did that classic thing where Vitaly's like conferences, he writes a little letter for like, here's how you tell your boss to pay for this, right? Like, yeah, did you ever see those? That. Yeah, oh, yeah, for so sure. good, right? Very genius. But uh, he wrote a good post for how to make a strong case for accessibility on there, um, on the smart dash interface. Yeah, that's what everybody was linking to because it's pretty good. And I, he just, it does a great job. It's just like, you know, it's the stuff we all know, but it's like, we don't have disabled users. It's like, really though? <laughs> like, yeah, that might be self-selecting data or, you know. Uh, right. If he, he's, he's, he's got the conversation in 2023 where we're supposed to be instead of the like, they don't exist, which was a lot of years ago. Yeah. Which is somehow where we ended up. Yeah. Like accessibility is an edge case and it's like, it is, but do, I mean, Straight up, I have a friend, a, a dear friend, who had a, a bacterial infection in their eye, and they're at risk of losing their eye. And it's like, boom, sudden, you know? Very shocking. And yeah, like, so your your fortune can change in an instant. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, your uh, 2020 perfect vision can change instantly, like, or very suddenly in, in the space course of a couple of weeks. And so like, it's just like, 
this idea of like it's an edge case and stuff like that is just not true. It's like it, it's it's a it's not an edge case. It's like a eventual case. Like we're all heading that way, you know. Like where you know bodies are going to work less good, and you know, or vision or or anything. You know, it's just that's where the human body is headed. So, um, and different people have different things, you know? And so anyway, it's just, anyway, Vitaly does a really great job of articulating why it's important. And, uh, anyway, just want to give a shout out to that. You know, it's, it's very well done and I'll probably buy the course. So yeah, right. That's on. a free plug hashtag free ad. So what hit view source on it as our last bit here? Like, couldn't you sniff it out? What is it? Hmm. I'm going to say 11D because it's really hard to tell. And 11D has like no tells. Checking for generator. Negative. All right. We passed. We're not. We're yeah. Impressed. Everybody wants to. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it the is no non- is almost. It is. Tell. I'm getting. Okay. I'm getting non minified HTML vibes. Okay, so that makes me think it is 11D because it doesn't ship with some kind of optimization like that out of the box, where I think Astro would. So give me, what's your Astro site? The Smash Burgers? The new one, .chriscoyer.net. Yeah, it's minified to get all get out, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm getting minified vibes from this, so Mm. that's telling me, look at all these animations. Goodness, that's it's fun. It's all fun. Uh, but yeah, so I'm getting, yeah, I'm because I'm going to go for 11 purely based on the, uh, does not have automatic minification just on that. And there's yeah. no generator, no generator. Um, hmm. cause I know they use Hugo for the big site. Don't they? And Do they? No, no. Is it? Maybe it is. I thought that was like the original refactor, but maybe they've refactored it a couple of times. After I know. That. I mean, the, the thing was it's Jamstack and Jeff Graham, who's over there now said it's, they're using Tina too, which is kind of rad. Yeah. And that means they get like uh previews and stuff, which, you know, is That's <laughs> pretty cool. important. And yeah. Jamstack land. I, I'm going to, yep. I'm going to say 11. Final answer. I'm <laughs> taking it too. I, I'd prefer to disagree with you somehow, but, but I said it first. So I win. Oh, here, hold on. There's another sign at the bottom. It says MM image preload. Um, is that a MM Im- image swap? No, I'm just kidding. It's oh, not you Dreamweaver. thought it was Macro Media Dreamweaver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Oh, a little Vimeo funny. on there still. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Uh, okay, well, thanks, Dave. Good show. Yeah, we should wrap it nice up. Thank talk. you, yeah. Chris. That was a good conversation. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading this. And your podcast your choice, be sure to start our favorite up. That's how people find out about the show. Follow us on Twitter or Mastodon. Chop Talk Show at front end front dash end dot social. That's right. Nailed it. Not enough hyphens. They paid a lot of money for that. So then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, of course, join us in the Discord. That's where all the fun happens. Patreon.com slash Shop Talk Show. Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? Shop Talk Show.com.